0: hello after uh, i don't know two months i'm finally sitting back down to record the next episode i thought i'd be better about staying on track with each episode and making sure they were all uploaded in a timely manner but um clearly that has not happened over the past couple months i have had some really awesome experiences i've gone and seen some really cool parts of um, this part of the country so this episode I am primarily going to talk about Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I went there about a month and a half ago with my family and was able to explore and have an incredible time. Coeur d'Alene is absolutely beautiful and I didn't know much about it before I went out there. I hadn't even heard of it until I moved to Idaho. So without further ado let's just get into the episode for this week. I'd like to begin this episode with just talking a little bit, very briefly, about the rich history of Coeur d'Alene. There's a lot to talk about, and I'm not going to talk about all of it. I'm just going to summarize so as to avoid a really lengthy history lesson that nobody asked for. Now, I'm going to start in the 1800s with the... um you know when the pacific northwest was populated with so many different fur trading posts obviously history goes back much further than that but that that's where i'm going to start so like i said in the 1800s was when all of these fur trading posts began to pop up all over the pacific northwest and this was due to the northwest fur trading company which was a british company And fur trading was such a key part into the development of these Western states, especially Idaho. It really played a role in establishing um, settlers and towns, and more and more people were drawn to the prospect of wealth that would come with fur trading. It's important to note that this particular part of Idaho, what today is known as Coeur d'Alene, is named after the Coeur d'Alene Native American tribe, which... This tribe, they have a different, they have their original name, but I have been struggling for the past couple of weeks trying to figure out how to pronounce it, and I just have not been successful, so I'm going to stick with the name Coeur d'Alene, which means heart of the all, and French fur traders gave them this name because tribal members exhibited such sharp trading skills and that was something that was really admirable for those uh, the French fur traders and the uh, British fur traders at that time and they were working closely with these people um, in order to further enhance all of these fur trading posts throughout the Pacific Northwest and so the land and the area around the land and the lakes and the people they all adopted the name Coeur d'Alene in 1878, a military fort was established by General William Sherman. Um, it was called Fort Coeur d'Alene, which it eventually became known as Fort Sherman. And uh, today, it is the Northern Idaho College. But it's important to note that when this fort was being built, a small village began to grow around it, and this one day would become known as the city of Coeur d'Alene. In 1887, With the help of the railroad and steamboats, the town began to thrive and became incorporated, and it became a huge tourist destination, which just kind of, that's what it grew into today as well. But people would go out there from all over for camping and hunting and water sports and beautiful hotels and lodges to stay at and many other activities, like I said, just like how it is today. And then in the 1900s, they were met with um, the timber boom, which really allowed the population to expand even more. And the city began to grow and grow and grow. And more people began to move out there in search of wealth and land and success. And they wanted to live in this beautiful city by the lake. But once this happened, it was no longer a tiny frontier town or a tiny frontier village. It was the city of Coeur d'Alene. A little a bit of information about the lake. Lake Coeur is fed by two rivers, the Coeur River and the St. Joe River. And these waters have served as transportation for Native Americans, explorers, steamboats, and just for fun water sport activities as well. Um, in other words, These river or these waters have lived many, many lives. Um, The lake is full of salmon, large smallmouth bass, trout. And I thought it was really cool to learn that this part of the country is a stop for the bald eagle on their migratory routes in December and January. There is so much more history that goes into the creation of Coeur d'Alene and why it is the place that it is today and why it attracted so many tourists for so long. But I'm gonna stop there with the history lesson um, before people are bored and falling asleep. And I'm gonna go in and talk a little bit about my few days in the town and what we did and what I loved about it and you know why it's, why it's worth visiting. I met my family uh, up in Coeur d'Alene at the end of July. I drove six and a half, almost seven hours from Boise and the drive the entire way was just stunning. There were so many things to see. I drove through uh, Idaho into Oregon into Washington and then back into Idaho. Kind of a roundabout way but for some reason, and I didn't look into this, but for some reason it was shorter to take that way than to just go straight up through Idaho. Anyways, like I said, it was absolutely gorgeous. There were the rolling hills and the mountains and the trees and the winding and twisting roads that just went up and down. And there was not a dull moment in this drive. It was definitely worth it. And I honestly wouldn't even mind doing the drive alone. It was stunning. My family stayed just a little ways out of uh, the actual town of Coeur d'Alene on Lake Hauser. It was about a 30-minute drive, pro- actually more like 25 minutes to the actual heart of downtown, and it was perfect because at the end of the day, after we had been exploring and going out on our own and just keeping ourselves busy, it was really nice to go back to our quiet little lake retreat uh, away from the hustle and bustle of the town and really just relax and soak in being out on the lake. And like I said, our days were long and busy because we were trying to squeeze in as much as we could. So going back to Lake Hauser at the end of the day, it was so peaceful sitting out on our deck that overlooked the lake and just be able to look up and see the stars and hear the bugs in the trees it was it was very very relaxing and we really lucked out because honestly idaho has been on fire all summer but we happened to make it out to coeur d'alene uh just right in the middle where there was this little window where it wasn't super smoky don't get me wrong it was still smoky but not nearly as bad as it had been for months and we really lucked out with that because I love seeing stars and being able to sit out on the deck and look up and see a couple of really bright stars made it absolutely worth it and to have clearer skies our entire time there was absolutely amazing it I was so thankful for it. When we first arrived to Lake Hauser, we weren't really sure how much of a hassle driving to and from the lake and downtown Coeur d'Alene would be, Uh, because, like I said, it was about roughly a twenty-five minute drive. But as everything is out there, it was beautiful, and the drive was worth it. And it really did not take us that long to get to downtown. We spent pretty much every day, with the exception of one day when we went to Spokane in Washington, uh, we spent every day in Coeur d'Alene. We went shopping, of course, uh, and then we spent a lot of time swimming on Lake Coeur d'Alene and renting paddle boards, and uh, my brother and sister ended up deciding that they wanted to go parasailing, and I couldn't do it because I just, freaks me out, I, I was too scared. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm a wuss, but I just, I couldn't bring myself to do it. But they said it was absolutely incredible, and the views were stunning. Like I said, we swam a lot. Surprisingly, when we were there, and it's probably because we were there during the week, but the beach was not that crowded. And it's not that big of a beach, but it's absolutely perfect just for a day trip. And yeah, the water is a little bit cold, as to be expected, up in northern Idaho, But like I said, Idaho has kind of been an inferno all summer. So it was really refreshing getting into that cold water and going for a swim. And my younger siblings absolutely loved it. Like I think they would have spent all day and all night there if they had been given the opportunity. We, of course, spent a lot of time eating really good food. And there are so many places to eat in Coeur d'Alene, more than I thought there would be. Again, I didn't really look into the town that much before I went out there, and I didn't know much about the town before I went out there. But, yeah, there were so many places to eat, and I only wish that I had been able to try more of them. One place in particular was this little coffee shop in downtown called Vault Coffee. My mom and I went here, I think, every single day. They have this really good chai tea. It's called a chai bomb. And they put like a chocolate syrup in it. And it's, oh, it's delicious. I got that every single day. It was so good. Um, Other places that we ate, we had lunch at this one little restaurant called Rustic. It was pretty good. There wasn't really anything mind-blowing about it. But it was a good, quick lunch and a cute little place to sit down. That's the thing I noticed. Um especially the restaurants in downtown Coeur d'Alene. They're all really, really cute, and they have really good aesthetics and really good ambiance. We ended up also, we, we had a variety of different places that we ate at. My family, we really, really love little diners and drive-ins, and um, especially if it's a, like a drive-in that is unique to that part of the country, wherever we're at, so we ended up stopping at this drive-in chain out there called Roger's Ice Cream and Burgers, and I was impressed with how good it was, and honestly, for two of my brothers, it was their absolute favorite. They wanted to eat there every single day. It was, you know, quick, easy, greasy, fast food, and it just really hit the spot after busy days of swimming and walking around town and just all of the adventures that we were doing and (laughs) their impossible burger was really good too also when we went there on their menu you can order a huckleberry lemonade and my mom and i thought it was actual huckleberry lemonade which is just delicious and one of my all-time favorite things but it's a huckleberry lemonade ice cream like milkshake and it's delicious so I was not upset about that at all. We were definitely confused because it wasn't specified on the menu, but definitely worth it. And if you're ever out there and you decide that you really want just a greasy burger and some fries, get the Huckleberry Lemonade uh, Milkshake. It's for sure really, really good. We also, on Lake Hauser, there is this pizza restaurant called Embers by the Lake, and it is also very very good they have delicious pizza so my family is from the chicago area and you know we do a lot of pizza out there my dad i think this was his favorite restaurant the pizza was delicious you could sit there and you could actually watch them make it and all of their appetizers were great and it had a stunning view of the lake I only wish that we had been able to sit outside. We ended up having a table inside, but that was fine because every single night it was so, so busy. Our first couple nights there before we realized that it was a restaurant, we were so confused why there were so many people, (laughs) why there were so many people at this building on the lake and then we found out it was a pizza place, but it was packed. They also, the night that we went there, had live music, which was awesome to sit there and eat some pizza, um, have a couple drinks, look out at the lake, and listen to a live band play Nothing honestly it 's really hard to beat that and then their appetizers, of course, were really good and If you know my family, if you know my dad, he loves appetizers and he 's going to order as many as he can, so we tried quite a few but I think the best on the menu were the garlic knots because the garlic garlic knots are usually the best wherever you go and then they have this hot corn and cheese dip that they serve with tortilla chips and it is delicious I probably could have eaten that all night and like I said there were so many other places to eat in Coeur d'Alene we just we had such a limited time but I feel like we did a good job of getting a variety of different places in there there were definitely as we walked the streets of downtown we would walk by restaurants and i i really wish i had more time sometimes i think that i need to just do some trips that are focused around food where i just go and i try all of these new places because well i just think that would be so fun and also i love food and i am a sucker for really cute restaurants with really unique meals On our last day there, we ended up deciding we were going to do a a day trip to Spokane, Washington, because it was only... 30 minutes away like we were literally on the border of Washington and Idaho the entire time so we figured why not go out that way none of us had ever been before I didn't really know what to expect I don't didn't know and still don't know much about Spokane and maybe I should have done a little bit history on that as well but this episode is mostly focused on Coeur because that was just the star of the show that week and that is specifically why we went to northern Idaho was for Coeur d'Alene. but We decided it would be worth it to go check out Spokane, and um, I I think that I probably didn't go to the right parts of the city because, again, didn't really research it, didn't know much about it, and I didn't know what to expect, but I was definitely a little underwhelmed, and I would love to go back and have a little bit more time just to see a little bit more of it. Although, I don't know, maybe I did see as much of it as I would see. But as I will say, as I mentioned before, I love, love food. So does my family. And the best meal that we ate was in Spokane, which was awesome. We ate at this uh, restaurant called Clinker Dagger. And the food was delectable. And the vibes were amazing. The views, easily the best that I had seen of all of Spokane, you're sitting there right above the river, and you can see—I guess the skyline, for lack of a better term—but yeah, their their skyline and the trees, and oh, it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, I ordered this open-faced crab sandwich, and I already knew that I would that I would like it because I love crab, but this was a whole different level. It was really, really good. Uh, I'd love love to come back to Spokane. I would come back to Spokane for that restaurant because it was incredible. Uh, again, we didn't spend too much time there. We really just, we went, we ate, we walked around a little bit, weren't really sure what else to do. And I wish I, looking back, I really wish that I had done a little bit more research on it and planned a little more of the day, but it was so last minute that we, we didn't, we didn't experience it to the fullest or maybe, maybe we did. I don't know. Maybe that is all there is to it, but I like to think that there's always a little bit more and I will go back at some point. I don't know if I'll stay in Spokane. I just, I think I'll probably stay in Coeur d'Alene, but I would like to go back for another day and just get to explore a little bit more of the city. Our last night in Coeur d'Alene, we ended up spending it downtown and We really lucked out with the timing because we were there while they were doing their uh, annual street festival. And we ended up talking to some locals and they only do it once a year. But the streets were lined with food trucks and vendors and so many different activities. And it was really a really neat experience just being able to kind of join in on the hustle and bustle of the festival and I love I love handmade goods so it was awesome going tent to tent and just seeing what each person brought and then we of course swam and my siblings of course paddle boarded and we just had we had such a good time and we were able to watch the sunset and like I said again we lucked out all of the days that we were there were they were still a little smoky, but not nearly as bad as they had been, and I was so so incredibly thankful for that. The biggest reason that we adventured out to Coeur though, for those few days in July, was because of my mom. She had read so much about the town, and she had seen pictures, and she really, really wanted to go. Had wanted to go for months, and I'm so thankful that she pushed us to go and get a place to stay and drive out there and make the most of those few days in that town because I love adventuring, but I don't know if I would have gone out there on my own. And I'm so thankful that she was the one that really drove us there. Coeur d'Alene is truly a beautiful place to visit and explore. And like I said, it has such a rich history of timber and mining and tourism. And I can totally see why adventurers and explorers are drawn to this part of the country. It's just stunning. And I'm so thankful that I was given the opportunity to take a step back into a little piece of Idaho's history and get to know a little bit more about this land that I have come to call my home. It really it gives you a whole new perspective and I can't wait to be able to go back out there one day and stand in the frigid waters of Lake Coeur d'Alene and walk the streets of the downtown and yes, eat so much more food. But I'm really excited to be able to show other people this town and tell other people to go and visit and make memories of their own and really, really experience such a beautiful, beautiful place to be. As I bring this episode to a close, I just want to say that one of my favorite things to do is look back and reflect on past trips, whether they happened a couple of years ago or they happened a month and a half ago. It's something that I love sharing and I love telling those stories. And I hope that all of you listening find them a little bit interesting or find something new that you've learned or are inspired to check out some of these places or are inspired to go and experience just new things around you, whether it's the town right next door to yours or a new restaurant downtown. I think it's really important to take chances and put yourself out there. So. Thank you for tuning in once again as I rambled about a place that I have fallen in love with. I hope that it was enjoyable, at least a little bit, or that it made good background noise for whatever you're doing. I'm going to be more consistent, or I'm going to try to be more consistent with episodes. I know everybody says that, but... I really do enjoy recording these and talking and telling stories, and I think that my delivery is improving with each episode. So if you've been consistently listening to each thing that I upload, I am very, very thankful for you, and I appreciate your time. I'm going to end this episode here. I hope that everyone is having a great day, and I will be back next week with some new adventures to talk about.